ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez, and we are so glad to be with you this week. We are continuing our series about fruitful living. We're going to jump right into the word today, and I'm going to read you our favorite victory verse from 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. So now, beloved ones, stand firm and secure. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. Victory is in the fruitful living, and that is exactly what we're talking about this weekend. Latan, I am really excited about being in the studio today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be in the studio, too. Um, I actually, it's been a strange season, and we need to talk about this today. We need to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. We're continuing our conversation, and I'm excited about today's topic, especially, girl. I am, too. We are going to start with talking about the first fruit of the Spirit, and we are going to start in 1 Corinthians 13, of course, the love chapter, and I'm going to read a little bit of that. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So our question for you this weekend is, what's love got to do with it? And our answer is everything, everything. If we want to have a fruitful life, love has everything to do with it. So we are going to talk about love this week. And Latan, I am not always the best at this. So I'm excited to hear our conversation today about how we can do a better job at loving well. Well, I think you're pretty loving, girl. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the first qualities about you that I was drawn to personally. But we toss this word love around like it's uh, like it's some sort of collection of juggling balls that have gone airborne these days. Um you know, we'll say, oh, I love you. I love this. I, oh, I love that. And then along the way, we can really lose the power of the word love and as it was intended from God's heart to ours. And so today, that's really what we'll want to hone in on and talk about is that we, he tells us in First Corinthians 13 that we can talk about things to impress people. We can make a lot of noise. We can draw a lot of attention to ourselves, but love is so necessary if, as believers. Um, and he says that if we have not love, then we're nothing. And you know, 
this is the last of the qualities for me that the enemy will speak over. For each one of us, it's different. You know how the enemy will meet you in front of the mirror, Amy, and tell you what you're not? Um, it's usually something personal about a physical attribute for us women. And for men, sometimes it's the same. And sometimes for all of us, it's about our gifts, that we are nothing. And yet here God is reminding us that we are um, nothing without love, that love has everything to do with the Christian walk and with our Christian faith and with the journey that he has called us to as believers. And he wants us to be able to walk in love, to live in love, and to be able to serve from a place of love. And so before we even get started, I wanted to share with you some of the research I did. It's, it's just so exciting when you read back and see how the Hebrews believed that um, there was action, that love involved action. And we can see this in First Corinthians 13 in the, the message where my version is English Standard Version. And it says repetitiously, if I give away or if, it, it says this a couple of times, if I give away all that I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. And then it goes into telling us what love is. Well, what, what God's trying to drive home here is that sometimes we make love about what we do instead of uh, stepping into who he is because he is the essence of love. He is the embodiment of perfect love. And we are just human and we're, we're so flawed and we're so trapped in a sinful fallen world that sometimes we struggle to love in the way that God is talking about here. But we don't even have to wrestle with that, Amy. It's just so exciting because Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, he came to bring us redemption and to provide a relationship of intimacy with a holy God that can be precious and loving. And he fills us with a love that is a love from God the Father. And he helps us to ultimately exercise our lives from that place. So our gifts then are given not because we're trying to impress, not because we're trying to make noise, not because we're trying to draw attention to ourselves, but because we are wanting to serve the Lord with the gifts that he's given us. And then our gifts can be received by him in the purest form, in the way that he wanted us to utilize them. I love it. I and love that, that you awesome? equated that there's an action there because I do think that it is not necessarily just about what we do, but there is action that is involved in showing our love. If our actions don't come from a heart of love, if not intentionally, you know, sprinkled with and by love, they do mean nothing. They mean nothing. And it tells us that in the word. And when we look at love as a motivator, for our lives and a motivator for the things that we do, our the things we do become different and they become so meaningful. True. They become meaningful. So they have the value that we want them to have. And I think that that intentionally looking at what is the motivator, if love is our motivator, then we know that our actions are going to speak loudly and speak of God. 
if they're not filled with love, they're going to be real human like you and me. You know, sometimes we, we lose that. And I think one of the things that we wanted to do and talk about today was what does love look like and what does what is the opposite of that? And how do we sometimes walk it out in ways that, you know, it, it doesn't really look like love to those around us and how we can overcome that, how we can be victorious in our walk with God, with people, with those around us, with those who, you know, we come into contact with. Well, I love that the Corinthians, uh, you know, the, what we can learn here from this Bible verse, Amy, is that the Corinthians were so impressed by external spiritual gifts. And we're impressed by external mm-hmm. spiritual gifts. We're impressed by people who can sing and who can dance and who can write and uh, preach and teach and make a beautiful flower arrangement or decorate a beautiful house. Or we're impressed because we're visual creatures and we're wired to see externally the gifts around us. But sometimes we fail to look at our gifts through a spiritual lens. And Paul is reminding the Corinthians now and he reminds us that all the all of our gifts are meaningless without this one thing, which is love. And so that means, like, if I bake a cake to take to my neighbor just because I want to impress her and I want the neighbors to see what a good person I am, then is that really love? I mean, is that really love? This is really putting it in a practical day-to-day way of, of living. I would um, love to have a cake from you. <laughs> But but really, yes, if the motivation was to just impress me, I I might still take your cake. But anyway, sorry. Um, Yes, we have to have that motivation of love. Otherwise, it's just self-seeking and it's all about us. We make it all about us. And there's so many pieces of what love looks like that are other centered, you know, um, when we think about being humble and not jealous and celebrating others the very opposite of that is the narcissistic thing, the arrogant thing, the way that we're always all about us and not about anybody else. And so, yeah, we want, even though I might want your cake, I really want your cake and your love. <laughs> <laughs> we know our, our motives can get so twisted up when we're talking about love. We could talk about this for many shows and continue it probably for months on end, but it's such a precious precious gift to know that God loved us so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him, Mm -hmm. that he was the the savior of the world who came to redeem us, that we would not have to perish, that we would be able to have eternal life. And so we see that God loved his people. He loved you and I so much that he gave his precious son, his one and only son. He gave the best of himself to us, mm. Amy, just because he loved us. And he wanted to bring a part of heaven into a space where we could not experience it otherwise. And so it's just so precious to think of a holy God who provided a supernatural love experience for you and I, and that it was selfless. It was not motivated by impressing anybody because the Holy God doesn't have to impress the soul. And so he teaches us through the gift of his son, Jesus, who is the embodiment of love, how to put into practice the reasons why we want to do good in this world. And, and instead of being like the, the Hebrews that wanted to just act in a way that looked good, sometimes we're very much like them. We can 
we can now reposition our hearts and say, Lord, speak to me today. Who can I love today to your higher truth? And, and how do you want me to do that? Is it, is it baking the cake for the neighbor? Is it making the phone call? Is it writing the note that is sincere? And, and, and make sure that it's coming from a place of purity where it's driven by this agape love that is a holy love that is representative of the heart of, of Christ, you said, um, that was willing to give himself up. So sometimes giving ourselves up just looks like, oh, my goodness, I don't have time to bake the cake for the neighbor. I don't have time to go mow the grass for the elderly woman or whatever these actions are that manifest themselves as some sort of gift from the outside world's perspective. But we see that there is a giving up of ourselves in the same way that Christ gave himself up to exercise the love that we're talking about today that the world needs so much. And it's a love that really draws people to the heart of Jesus when it's pure, Amy. That is so true. And I cannot help but think I love how we study these things out separately, but then we come together. And because the word of God all, you know, comes together uh, in Jesus, our, what we've studied always comes together. And so I was studying about love And about the gift that God gave us in Jesus. And I was in Romans 8. The the headliner over that says the triumph of God's love. And I want to just read this part that says, who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Troubles, pressures, problems, and are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all important to hinder omnipotent love, even though it is. No, for they are all important to hinder omnipotent love, even though it is written all day long. We face these death threats for your sake, God. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet in the midst of all these things, we triumph over all of them for God has made us to be more than conquerors and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So I kind of botched that a little bit, but the point that I want to drive home is that his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. And that is Romans eight. And so so that gift that, that God showed us how to love in giving us Jesus and giving, I loved what you said. He gave the best of himself to us through Jesus. That was so Mm. beautiful. That was my favorite quote so far from Mm. you this week. I love that. He gave the best of himself to us. And that demonstration of love shows us how we can love better. It's so good, Amy. The highest form of love is this agape love that we're talking about and that you're reading about. And it it means that it's, it's a love of God for man and man for God. It's a godly love. And it, this kind of love does not come naturally for us. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't. <laughs> this kind of love is a selfless love that is not contingent upon our getting the love back that we feel we deserve. And you guys, if there's any seed of bitterness can, that can plant itself down into the soil of our hearts as human beings, it's when we feel we have poured ourselves out in love to the best of our ability, and that love was not reciprocable. And this kind of love, this agape love, 
when we look to what Jesus did for us, that he would die on a cross for us to experience the fullness of God's heart in, in human form here on this earth. As we live and breathe, we've been given the gift of his Holy Spirit now as a helper to help us to love in a way that we could never, ever, ever um, love otherwise. It's not possible. And that humbles me and makes me want to, to act and to choose um, the things that I do for other people, that it's like I'm dancing to an audience of one that no longer am I I'm doing it for any kind of selfish motives, Amy, but that, okay, I, I want to do this because I know that God nudged my heart to do this good thing, to, to express this love. And if I don't get the, the kind of response that I had hoped for, it's okay because I'm doing it as unto the Lord. That's the kind of love that we can really stay strong in. Um, I think that's that kind of going the extra mile kind of love that he calls us to, that he wants us to go that further bit, even if we don't get anything in return, even if that person doesn't show up or doesn't follow through, or if that person doesn't behave the way that we want them to, we are still motivated by love and we are still going that extra mile for love because of his love for us. He loved us first, therefore we can love because God is love. It's well, this agape him. love we're talking about, girl, it's, yeah. it's all about, it has everything to do with everything it does. Um, that we do in life. And <laughs> this kind of love never disappoints us, does it? It never does. No. This kind of love never ends, never fails, never disappoints, um, never never holds us accountable to anything but to live inside of the promise of Jesus and all that he promised us that we could be in and through him. It just is such amazing. Um, this is an amazing message amazing message that encourages my heart because I've acted really ugly sometimes. I just have to confess to listeners that there have been so many times, Amy, that I've done things from a selfish place. um, And I just really allowed the enemy to make my heart bitter and to, to make me really resent the fact that I had poured out and I had given the best of love that I need to give to it, to this person or that person and felt very disrespected, very, and I think every listener can relate to this. Maybe you can too, Amy. Um, but, but then, you know, as we continue to go deeper in God's word and we press into his holy heart every day, confessing all that we're not and asking him to fill us with all that he is, all the love that he represents and embodies, it's amazing how that kind of prayer begins to push out all the bitter. And it, in that way, it makes me want to, I would go a country mile to express this kind of love to those same people that hurt me when I'm living centered on that truth. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I think that as we're talking about these, uh, this as an extension of the fruitful living that our series is about, that we want to that kind of love that makes us 
not look at ourselves and look at other people. To go that country mile is a more mature love. And after in First Corinthians 13, if you go down just after it says love never fails, it tells us what real perfect love looks like. It says, when I was a child, I spoke about childish matters, for I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. And I think that that is what we are wanting to do with this fruitful living series is for to, you know, we want to have childlike faith, but we don't want to be childish. We don't want to be easily offended. We don't want to be always thinking about ourselves. And we're, it's, it's a higher calling. It's that place of learning to look more like Jesus through these spiritual gifts that we're talking about and through this fruit of the Spirit that we found and we've talked about in previous shows in Galatians 5.22. That fruit of the Spirit is so important that we learn to have those in our lives because we want to look more like Jesus and we want to mature in our relationship with him so that others can see him in us. And Latan, we are going to be talking about joy next week. And I want to make sure that we have time to cover our listeners in prayer today. And we've had such a rich conversation. I think you're right. We could talk about this for weeks and weeks, but we are out of time. So we are going to, you know, just take a moment and pray over our listeners for them to know this love of God as well as learn to walk in it. Would you pray for us? I'd be honored to. Um, Father, we just say thank you. Thank you so much for providing the gift of your son to this world, Lord, and providing the gift of your son to us and our families, to our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren, Lord. We thank you that we don't have to live empty lives. We don't have to chase after love because you provided the absolute um, fullness of your love through Jesus. And, Father, we thank you that when we accept you as our Savior, that we are able to embrace the love that is a completion of who God's heart is, who God originally desired, um, the way he originally desired for us to love, Lord. We're able to begin to walk that kind of love out and live that kind of love before others, Lord, that's not based on anything in return because we're doing it as unto you, as a service to you. And, Lord, love has everything to do with who you are because you are the embodiment of love. And we thank you so much for loving us, Lord, to a higher place, for taking all that that you are and filling the empty places within us to complete your good work, Lord, through your holy agape love within us. We ask you, Father, to help us to live in a way that pleases your heart and to serve from a place that pleases your heart. And I ask for every listener who ever thought or felt unloved or overlooked or neglected to grab hold of your agape love today and that they would feel and sense your closeness, Lord, and your presence in their lives, and that they would feel the love of a holy God for them personally. In your holy and precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. This has been a great conversation on love, and we have the 
other episodes that came before this, the Fruitful Living episode available at Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes, where you can go back, listeners, and listen to how we got to this place. Um, We had the dwelling place and the word in us in 2020 vision. Go back and listen to those as a predecessor to these, these, um, what we're talking about today, because we're excited about sharing with you all of the fruits of the spirit that's what our next this whole series is going to be it's going to be next week we're talking about joy so we would love to hear from you at go courageously at realvictoryradio.org and we are so glad that you joined us for today's show thank you for making real victory radio part of your day and this is how i would want to go out today 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.